excited are you going? Well, today's episode will surely bring up a smile to your face and will make you want to call up your best friend. In this episode, we will hop into our time machine and go back to the time when Bettina and Minora were 13. Being best friends for more than 25 years and having similar interests, especially one of them being to come up with new business ideas, Bettina and Minora decided to create a forum where South Asian women can talk and share about their problems that are usually not talked about. This was the beginning of your very inspiring and popular podcast, the NRI Women Podcast. So let's hop on into a time machine and go back to the time when they were 13. And also to get to know more about friendship and your podcast, the NRI Women Podcast, in this episode. Thank you, Bettina and Nora, for agreeing to be on my show when I was 13. So let's begin with a quick introduction of yourself in terms of what you do currently and what you like to do when you have some free time to yourself. I'm Bettina Taro. I'm originally from Mumbai, India, and I've been living in the wonderful city of Dubai since 2001. So that's almost 18 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I've built a successful business with my husband, I have two children. I've learned Arabic, which is the local language. Um, started a community for South Asian women. Uh, launched NRI Women Podcast with Ninora, who's my best friend. And during my free time, I love watching non-English content. So I watch everything from film in regional Indian languages to global languages of the world. Oh, that's what I love wow. to do. <laughs> that's, that's pretty interesting. That's something I'm hearing for the first time. The people I know usually watch movies in English or Hindi or in their mother tongue. But this is the first time I'm seeing someone who's like watching movies in various languages. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you. I learned about them actually on flights. You know, when you used to travel, oh, you have okay. all different things. So mm-hmm. I just tried once and I was hooked onto it. So That's every cool. time I boarded a flight, I would shortlist, you know, this Korean film, this Dutch film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, what about you? I'm Lenora. I'm co-host of uh, NRI Women Podcast alongside uh, Bitu, who I lovingly call Bitu, but her name's Patina. <laughs> I was born and raised in Dubai. I spent uh, my early childhood years in Mumbai uh, because of my parents. They were going through a divorce. And so okay. I had to live with my grandparents. Uh, but I did okay. come back to my mom when I was 15 years old. My mom was a single mm-hmm. mom at the time. And uh, I'm currently living in Miami after living mm-hmm. in Dubai for four years. I moved back to Dubai for four years. But before that, we were living in New York City. I have okay. two children, two grown kids. I have uh, two teenagers, a 16-year-old and a 14-and-a-half-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm a housewife. I've been a stay-at-home mom for ever since my kids were born. But I've had a couple of businesses along the way. I've had Kaylee's Girls, which was uh, making barrettes for little girls. I have a Bindi a business as well, which is Nindi oh, wow. Bindi's. Yes, and I, of course, host uh, the podcast alongside uh, Bitu, and I, that's pretty much it. And we're now coming up with another side business where I've started making bracelets. So that's oh, how wow. I keep myself busy. I'm not as adventurous as uh, Bitu watching uh, <laughs> watching different... <laughs> I, I don't have that much of an attention span <laughs> to sit down <laughs> and watch something, but uh, but I keep myself busy. Having so many startup businesses, uh, like that's also like a really big deal too. I'm also trying to think about new ideas to come up with and seeing you coming up with so many different ideas is very inspiring. So that's also oh. very nice. 
Thank you. Okay, so as both of you said, Ninora said that she moved uh, to Dubai when she was 15. So you were in Mumbai when you were 13? That's correct. How different was it from how it is now? Uh, now, if I visit Mumbai, I mean, there's so much traffic. Then there's, you know, a lot of food places. I mean, the buildings have grown. There's so much, like, technology-wise also. There have been so many changes. So what's yeah. something different that you could tell me about? In all honesty, I, I try to not remember my childhood because I didn't really have a good okay. childhood. Yeah, so if you're asking me the comparison, I don't really visit where um, I used to live as much. Okay. The place I grew up was Amboli Andheri, which is in okay. Bombay. And uh, we used to have an apartment. We don't have that apartment anymore. When I visit Bombay, I rarely go back to, the only time I ever go back to that place is because my mom's grave is in okay. the same area where, yes, my mom passed. Uh, it's been 11 years. Okay. So, so where my mom's grave is, is where I go visit. But that's it. Point A to the grave and back to where okay. I visit in Bombay, basically. But okay. to answer that that little bit of the question, it has changed a lot. The area that I grew up in no longer looks like the area that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite safe back then. Um, you know, when we were growing up, we, I don't know if you had heard the case. Uh, I think this happened a couple of years ago where the two boys were stabbed. I don't know if you all remember this. This was all over the, yeah, it was all over the Mumbai news. There were two Christian boys who got stabbed because they were trying to save their two girlfriends in the night. And that happened actually near my building. So the stabbing happened, I think, I would say, I think five or eight years ago, maybe. And, uh, and it was shocking to read that kind of news because it was literally in the same neighborhood as I grew up in. So it's very different now, I think. Very different. So, uh, how did you guys meet and how did the idea of NRI Women Podcast come up? Uh, We've been friends for a very long time now, Arushi, Uh, over 25 years. Like we said, you weren't born then (laughs) when we were friends. (laughs) And we had actually met through some common friends in Bombay when uh, Bettina was in Bombay and when I had come to Bombay for a couple of years. Uh, We became Mm -hmm. really good friends. And about, I would Mm -hmm. say, 12 years ago, um, I was on a, a holiday. Uh, I had gone to Dubai because my mom okay. uh, had passed away and I, I had gone to visit and I had no place to stay. So long story short, over Messenger, at the time we didn't have, um, you know, we had only Messenger. We had AOL and then we had the MSN Messenger. So over Messenger, okay. um, I had messaged Bettina and uh, we started chatting and I had messaged, I had mentioned it to her saying, you know, I have no place to stay. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, we're staying in Bettina's house. Bettina's home has been opened. Her car keys have come to us. Uh, my son fell in love. My son was only two years old at the time. <laughs> fell in love with her. She had no children at the time. And uh, my son okay. fell in love with her and the rest is history. And okay. then in 2014, I moved back to Dubai for four years. And uh, at the time, I didn't know I was going to stay there for four years, but okay. we, we had moved. And, uh, you know, we talk every day. So we realized, you know, we, there was a conversation about South Asian women and we realized that there wasn't a group on Facebook for it. And okay. uh, so Bettina suggested that we start a forum where the women could come together and chat about different topics and, you know, issues, question and answers. Today, we have close to 3,000 members in that group. Wow. Yeah, it's a close group for women only. And Bettina, you want to take over? Yeah, sure. So so there's a commonality, right, that brings us together because of our culture or some of the common problems we face, you know, why why these women move to another country. And often it was because of marriage. 
uh, what's it like to assimilate into another culture and on a larger scale addressing the need to talk about things openly i mean you know how it is yeah. our culture doesn't you know we, we have the culture of sweeping things under the rug we yeah. don't talk about things like mental health how hard it is to make friends in a new place how hard it mm-hmm. is to fit in the lack of a support system, raising kids as a single parent, addiction, so many more. And uh, we thought, oh, you know, often we find courage and confidence uh, knowing that there is someone else who comes from a background that is similar to ours and has made it through on the other side. And that's the gap that we were bridging. So a year later, after setting up, we decided that, you know, I think, you know, we should share these stories. I mean, they should not be read about, but it's just something that should be heard as well. And that's how NRI Woman Podcast was born in 2000. 18. Wow. So you guys have come very far in a year because I remember the first time like I was feeling happy about like about my podcast was when it was Women's Day and I was like issued in some uh, Women's Day like you should listen to these podcasts. And I came through the NRI Women podcast and I since then I really wanted to interview guys <laughs> because Aww. like the idea is so interesting and it's very different and you know creating like women empowerment is also a big uh, thing that you know everybody should start doing now because still women are seen like as like you know the lower gender that you know they can't do much because whenever you move around yesterday also a small incident happened that just because I'm a girl you know I was being treated differently than the others so your podcast is truly something that actually you know all girls throughout the world will actually be like yes you know we are women and we are equal to men so that's something which I really liked and I was really happy to see what makes you both an NRI women like as you mentioned earlier both of you went from Mumbai to Dubai and America so could you give us more details on that yeah so for me actually I came uh, to Dubai for work Um, my parents were based in Oman and they wanted me to move to Oman and my uncle was based in Dubai at that time in 2001 so uh, when I went to Oman we came on a holiday to Dubai and he said why don't you just try around I wanted to be honest I just thought I'll go for a few interviews and you know I'll go back to Bombay because I had zero interest in moving out of Bombay I had a great life in Bombay at that time I had friends you know and I was just about to start work but I happened to get a job within the first two or three interviews (laughs) and so I was like oh okay fine I'll do it for a year and I'll go back and that's a typical thing that a lot of people who come to Dubai say I'll stay for like a year or two and go back <laughs> it's, yeah it's it's like so many years now and I'm still here wow. yeah, so, so that's why I came to Dubai for work okay and what about Ninora I came to Dubai back uh, when I was 15 Okay. Because my mom was able to take care of us, you know, as a single parent, Mm -hmm. my sister and me, I have an older sibling. And uh, so both of us came back. I was 15. She was 18. Mm -hmm. And I left Dubai in 1997. That Mm -hmm. was due to my marriage. So my Mm -hmm. husband, I met my husband in Dubai. He's American. I met him in Dubai. And um, I didn't realize that, you know, a couple of months into the marriage, I was married in October of 96. And in December, I was told by my very loving husband that I had to leave Dubai. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was quite shocking at the time because um, I had known nothing else outside of Dubai and India, obviously. But like I said, Bombay was not my favorite place. Um, Dubai was. Dubai held a very close place in my heart. And so Mm -hmm. to leave Dubai, I felt like my whole world had shattered. But from Dubai, we ended up in Brussels. We ended up in Japan. 
We ended up wow. in New York and we stayed put in New York for a long time. My children mm-hmm. were born in Connecticut, in Greenwich, Connecticut. And then we moved back to Dubai. So that's what made me an NRI woman. Definitely not in India. Japan, America, Dubai, you're like a multi-NRI woman. We've traveled a lot, yes. 23 years. As a family and as a couple, we've traveled a lot. That's something that's like traveling the world is something that's on my bucket list that I'll hopefully be able to do someday. And please do. It's the best education ever. Please do. Yeah. Don't wait for it. Take any opportunity that comes, to be honest. And forget traveling the world. Even if you get an opportunity in India, go for it. I remember once I offered one of my bosses, he wanted to send their daughter, uh, a company that I was working for. Mm -hmm. Their daughter was studying at Woodstock. And they needed somebody to accompany their kid to Woodstock Mm. in Missouri. Okay. And she was on the phone uh, asking somebody and the person couldn't go. And she's like, oh my God, she was, you know, holding her head in her hand. She's like, and I, I turned around and said, I'll go. She was so shocked. She's like, are you kidding? Said, no, no, I'm serious. I'll go. She's like, yeah, you see, you will just go to Joppa. I said, I've never been to Missouri. I don't know when I can go oh. next. So mm-hmm. I did. Wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, so just take the opportunities when they come. Right. That's good advice. So how has the podcast changed your lives? In in all honesty, I think we've made a lot of friends. Don't you think, Bitte? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've made a sure. lot of friends, uh, you know, and, and when we say friends, obviously uh, we have a close knit of friends, but we're talking mm. like where we know more people now. Uh, yeah. We talk to more and we keep in touch with them. Uh, mm-hmm. We're also friends with other podcasters. You know, we would have never have thought that this would be possible, but we are. We're friends with other podcasters. We, you know, we get approached so much by family and friends for the show, you know, to mm-hmm. like to, to come and talk to us. So, so I think that's how our, our lives have grown. I think they've grown okay. with knowing more people. And I honestly think also that, uh, you know, the, the podcast has done more for us than we've done mm-hmm. for other people in some way. Like for one, I think, you know, it's a constant reminder for us. There are so many others whose lives are so different from ours. Mm-hmm. And for so many of them, it's uh, so much harder. Yeah. But none of them are comparing, complaining or waiting for True. it to get better. They just yeah. take life as it comes every day. Deal with what's happening now, not so much of, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, or even what if. So they just focus on the present, deal with what they can, and let go of the rest. And I think that's uh, that's something that I'm, you know, or not just me, but I think both of us are more aware of, simply because we're reminded of it more. Yeah. Okay. When you talk to so many of these women. Mm. To say that uh, the other thing I've also started doing is reading more. Okay. I, I, I'm not an avid reader. I, Same. I I'm a magazine reader. I'm, I'm, more, of, reader. I'm more of a comic person. Oh, okay. There you go. So, yeah. So, I'm not a book reader. But but after starting the podcast with the two, I mean, I, you know, we have more conversations about what's happening. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm more aware of yeah. what's happening around, around me. You know? So, the knowledge has definitely expanded for sure. Having when I was 13 also gives me a huge opportunity to meet people like you and others that, you know, give me, inspire me and give me advice, you know, to live a life that I can. I mean, it's just great to have this podcast and having this conversation. We're good people, Arushi. We're really good people. So please stay close. (laughs) (laughs) We also want to say, we think what you're doing is amazing, Arushi. Yeah. You know, when you go down to what our life was like at 13, you'll see literally how foolish we were. (laughs) 
Some of us don't remember and some do. <laughs> yeah. Right now you're talking to the polished, you know, refined and so it's, it's, it's yeah. part of us. But I mean, nobody's perfect. Right? So, we just burst our bubble. I mean, you know, but I, when I was 13, I thought I was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think all every single teenager will be like you know I'm the one I'm amazing you know they'll have that self so let's move on to the next question which is uh, what is the main uh, goal of your podcast towards like society uh, for us I think it begins and ends with inspiring others you know we love that we can showcase these inspirational stories and we learn so much in the process like we mentioned earlier you know our podcast connects women through stories and we hope that we made a difference in the lives of those sharing the story as well as the listeners mm-hmm. so i think that is you know that is what we hope that the podcast offers to a lot of people who are struggling in some way mm-hmm. just knowing that someone else out there has been in those shoes before and has come out of it mm-hmm. and for us like we said you know it's opened up our minds to mm-hmm. other genres subjects cultures our conversations always now you know earlier it was about you know what we did what we ate where we went mm-hmm. i mean of course we still chat about our everyday lives but there's also a lot more conversation about did you hear about this did you hear about that story how do you okay. think you know what about this person so on the one level you know while we hope it benefits society in some way i think the larger mm-hmm. part is it's it's, it's helped us grow as people with more empathy and appreciation for life. Okay. You know it's very cool that you guys have been together for so long. I mean right now the only friends I can think about is my school friends but you know who knows what will happen when I'll graduate and it's like most of the times I've heard like people you know they just drift apart and all but like seeing you guys together for so long is like so cute like honestly it's just adorable. <laughs> So I was going through your podcast and your episodes and the guests you have are truly inspiring and amazing. So how do you get these guests to your show is it through your Facebook page? Not really. When we first started, you know, because we didn't know, we were mm. like okay, let's let's see who we can tap into. So we tapped into our friends, we tapped into our family. Mm. But once the podcast got popular, you know mm. people started listening to it, women started, you know, listening to the other women's stories. Mm. it just kind of opened up a pandora's box mm. so then because remember we all have a story whatever it may be funny sad whatever happy everybody has a story so women then started approaching us so now we get you know we have uh, our email address so people email us we have a website we're all over social media mm-hmm. everybody knows most other podcasters also know what we do so we mm-hmm. kind of uh, other podcasters send them to us and mm-hmm. then what we also do is both Bitu and I when we're in our conversations you know talking every day or talking about the podcast we also look out for guests So if we've okay. heard a guest on another podcast or if we find somebody really interesting mm-hmm. we just send them an email we'll just okay. you know what what's going to happen they're going to turn mm. us down yeah but, but that's how we get our guests okay. so i'll do that right now just you know seeing a few people out there and be like hi would you like to do come on my show <laughs> yeah, just approach them what are yeah. you going to say yeah, yeah. they're going to turn you down you're going to you'll get one no versus 10 yeses true <laughs> that is true. Okay. You know, one of our friends and his philosophy is puchne mein kya jata hai truly truly no i'm not saying so true yeah absolutely <laughs> 
Well, like for me in school, it's the opposite at times because uh, the teachers are like, you know, ask me any question and then you ask them a doubt and they're like, why aren't you listening? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, uh, what am I supposed to do? For my podcast, sure, I'll ask people more, you know. I mean, nothing can go down just because yeah. of asking. So let's go back to the time when you guys were in Dubai. So Dubai at that time was very different to India, how it was then. So can you tell me about how Dubai, uh, like the technology in Dubai, how it was different from India then? Because in my other podcasts, the people who give me an insight about how India was then, they tell me, oh, we had one television, we had one channel, we didn't have much to do with screens and we went out a lot. So is it different or was it the same? I remember Dubai and I remember Bombay very clearly. So I remember in Bombay, I'll start with Bombay first because I was mm-hmm. 13 in Bombay. So I didn't have, like I said, like I said earlier in the podcast, I didn't have great memories of me growing up except for, um, you know, having these fabulous memories with just my cousin brother. So, okay. so just the two of us because we're the same age and mm-hmm. uh, he's the only only thing I remember fondly of my childhood. Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, we grew up in a chalk system. Okay, okay, because uh, we were not that well off at the time or whatever. And uh, so we grew up in a child system. So we had one toilet that was outside, you mm-hmm. know, so we all had to use all the uh, apartments or whatever you call them at the time. Apartments had to use that one toilet. So long story mm-hmm. short, money was not a big thing for us. So we didn't mm-hmm. have, we had a black and white television. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we didn't have a color television. I think my, I think my mom bought us a color television. I think in the, I think during the 1980, yes, the, you know, the okay. summer Olympics that happened in the 90, in yeah. I, think, geez, I think 1980, I think that was my first color television. Oh, okay. Uh, air conditioning was out of the question. I mean, literally out of the question. We had fans in that too. <laughs> you know, after we left the room, we had to turn off the fan. You know, we had to, we couldn't keep the fridge door open. Like I said, I have vivid memories of, of my childhood, sadly. So we didn't really have that. But when we came to Dubai, when I came, I was 15 when I came back to Dubai. Okay. Uh, we only had landlines. Like we didn't have cell phones. Okay. I think I got my first cell phone after I was married. Whoa. When I moved to Brussels. So oh. I was 24 at the time or 25 at the time when I first got my cell phone. We had, uh, like I said, we had no cell phones. We had just one landline. That's, I mean, that's pretty much like we didn't have a washing machine till I think till the mid eighties. You know, we all had to wash our own clothes, stuff like that. So, so things like, like I never used a pad till I was 15. So so things like that, that I do remember so vividly, you know, well, that was my childhood. And just kind of add to something that, uh, you know, Nino said, uh, not in terms of like technology, because she's, you know, she's covered it and I'm sure your other guests have covered it as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the other things for us that when we were growing up was Mm. uh, like, you know, we had family, we had friends and at least where I was growing up, we had a lot of cousins around. So when we had, uh, you know, any event, a birthday party, festival, whatever, it was always with family only. We never had okay. these, you know, the birthday card parties, the kind of way the kids have now. <laughs> that mm-hmm. the concept didn't really yes. exist yes. at okay. that time. You know, so if it was just always family and that family was like 50 people anyway. So you didn't <laughs> 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 you know, anymore just between the cousins and everything else. And I think our lives now and lives then uh, are similar in a way. Like they, they, they both Groundhog Days, but in different ways. Mm. So, for example, when I was 13, our life revolved around, you know, say school, tuition, play, repeat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now it is like your school 
tuition, ECAs, birthday parties, school trips, everything yeah, else. Like with these, you know, <laughs> TV, yeah, exactly. Chores, routine. So, so I think there's just a lot more that's happening now, but mm-hmm. it's all on sort of, I don't know, what, do you, what is that phrase? Rinse, replay, repeat or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no. So we're almost at the end of our podcast. So the last question is, what advice would you like to give me and the listeners listening to this show? So 13, I think is that age when, you know, some may start exploring dating or love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to give any advice. I'm just going to share what has been my experience, which is I've always believed that love is easy. A relationship, like anything else in life, takes work, but it should not be a battle all the time. And if it is, then it's not the right one for you. And Mm -hmm. you will find the right one. The other thing is that uh, there will be some heartbreak or there may be some heartbreak. There's no guarantees. (laughs) But (laughs) when it does happen, it's not the end of the world, even though it can feel like that in the moment. The great news is that the feeling will pass. So hang in there. Enjoy all the other factors pockets of your life mm-hmm. and uh, just remind yourself every day I love and I'm loved easily <laughs> that's important yeah I think that's yeah. you know because I think all the romantic movies and the heartbreak songs skew it towards yeah. everything being so hard and and that's personally not been my experience but I think that that comes because my belief has always been that love is easy <laughs> <laughs> and Nenora would you like to give me some advice I just think you're doing a fabulous job Keep up Thank the great work that you're doing at this age. Like I said earlier, I can't even imagine what you are doing, leave alone, you know, co-host. Now I'm co-hosting a podcast and I started at 46. At, at 13, I would have never dreamt of it. So I think kudos to you. Just, Thank But you. the only advice which I hope that will stay is, um, you know, just keep it real. Just stay real, mm-hmm. keep it real. And if you do, people will see through that. They'll see through it. They'll see through you and they'll realize that you are who you are. Don't try to be any different. Don't try to be anybody. Don't try to take on anything that you can't handle. Just be you. Keep it simple. Keep it real. And here's to upwards and onwards. Thank you so much. We were the generation of misheard lyrics and dialogues in English movies and songs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't have the whole Google or find the lyrics to this song. Okay. And I don't think there was a single song that we sang where the lyrics were right. <laughs> and uh, so if we had to find the lyrics, we literally had to, on the old cassette players, pause, write one word, pause, oh, rewind. Can you so imagine hard. how hard that was? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. That might, might have taken up hours. It did. It did, honestly. Oh, but yeah, so, so that was one of the things we filled our time with. Yeah, because she asked, right, who's your favorite singer? And while I was thinking of the answer to that, I was thinking the same thing. I said, you know, it's funny. We never really had all this stuff. We used to listen to songs that like my aunts or my uncles or, you know, cousins or neighbors listen to. You know what I mean? Like like you said, we didn't have that, you know, our, our generation didn't have google where we could just say hey oh, oh shazam you know like shazam that song like now when i'm in the car if my daughter wants to my daughter sings and so when she wants to listen to a song just mama can you please shazam the song you know so so generation has come a long way and and who's to know what what's going to happen when you're 47 arushi <laughs> yeah i mean most likely there'll be like hoverboards and all uh, roaming around in the sky 
I mean, that will happen. I mean, so thank you so much for taking your time out to be on my podcast. And I look forward in being in contact with you guys because I really loved today's interview. Thank you. Like I said, we are real people. Stay close. Stay close. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, thank you for chatting with us today, Arushi. And thank you. Uh, like Nino said, you know, you're truly doing something that's phenomenal. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, keep up the work. Yeah. yeah. Thank Arushi. you. So that brings us to the end of yet another episode of When I Was 13. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did putting it together. For me, at 13, meeting people and getting to know their world when they were 13 opens up a world that I will possibly never get to know otherwise. Do not forget to subscribe to this podcast on your Android or iPhone. And yes, I am on Instagram. And you can follow me on when underscore I underscore was 13. Catch you soon with yet another interesting conversation on when I was 13.